and welcome to Stationery Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyfin, joined as always by my friend and co-host Stu Lennon. Hey Stu, where are you today? I'm in New York, Justin Trump Tower, no less. I mean, if you want to you want to see the beast, you've got to go and see the beast, haven't you? And if you want to get a Vision Pro, sorry, if you want to get Apple Vision Pro, <laughs> then uh, you've essentially you've got to be a US resident or pretend to be one. So you've got to have a US account. Um, you've got to turn up for your appointment and all of that stuff. So, well, if you can't get Mohammed to the mountain, bring the mountain to Mohammed. Here I am in New York. I'm lying, of course. I'm in Cyprus. Uh, and it's, well, it's raining, which I suppose it might be doing in New York. So I might have that in common. Where are you? I'm the same place as always because uh, I don't have any... Uh, big interest in this new Apple Vision Pro, but I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So we'll leave off on that for now. I think we may be the only podcasters that haven't ordered one of these things, too. <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, you know, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. They sort of keep each other alive, those podcasts and Apple. I guess probably Apple needs them less than the podcasts need Apple, but hey. Ah, well, I mean, let's face it, a podcast was created by Apple. For the iPod. Ha, I know. It's been so long. I, I would love to know how these things are now video podcasts, but that's a whole different thing. Oh, it's it's Justin Twyford, the, the IT historian, ladies and gentlemen. Most of our listeners have no idea what you're talking about. iPod. What devilry is this? Uh, yeah, we won't go there. All right. Um, I saw a message in our super secret private chat yesterday. Uh, New Inc., How's this version of your midlife crisis going, Stu? Uh, well, I mean, at the moment, this version of the midlife crisis is hurting. Uh, it's a bit sore, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's another it's another tattoo. It's another cover-up. So um, on my right shoulder, I used to have a Guinness toucan. So a brightly coloured bird with a couple of pints of Guinness uh, on its beak, um, an Ireland scarf around its neck, because this was the Guinness sort of um, motto, emblem, I suppose, for uh, Ireland's World Cup football campaign, I'm going to say in 1994, perhaps, 94, 98, 94, I'm going to guess, um, where uh, a gentleman called Ray Houghton, uh, who's a, a sports baller, uh, long retired, of course, scored a cracking goal against um, Italy, those maestros of football, I'm told. Um, and, you know, it looked for a while as though, you know, Ireland were on a fantastic charge and it was all very excited. And I was watching it in an Irish pub in Prague and we were celebrating and drinking. And I woke up with a sore shoulder uh, and a uh, tattoo on it. Um, a tattoo that I've, I've very much enjoyed, but is showing its age. So I got a new one done. Um, yesterday as we record, uh, so it is very fresh ink. Uh, it was, let's think about four and a half hours in the chair. Um, so quite substantial, um, and just the upper arm. So my, my left arm, my tattoo sort of leaks over into my forearm, uh, but my right arm, it's all in the upper part <clears throat> for the moment. Yeah. I was going to say that's just called future spots to tattoo. 
well, as always, uh, with the, the current Mrs. Lennon, I have to approach these things very carefully. Um, initially, she was very much, oh, you're not getting another big tattoo, are you? I don't want to get a big tattoo. No, I don't like the big tattoo. Oh, oh, you're getting that. Oh, that looks horrible. Oh, that looks great. I prefer that one to the other arm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a journey, Justin, a journey. I think I'm more like um, your younger self. You know, sometimes you wake up and, uh, you know, honey, you can't sleep on that arm. For some reason, it hurts. Oh, I was out last night. Yes. New tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've given up that sort of uh, stuff. This was um, planned and there's, a, I mean, I have to say my, my artist, as he insists on being called, um, doesn't do anybody who's had a drink. So he's in Paphos, which is a sort of resort town here. Um, and he is at the end of Bar Street, which you might imagine has got quite a lot of bars. Um, but if people sort of roll in drunk, he just he won't do the tattoo. He, he closes at five so that um, he doesn't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so no, we did lots of toing and froing. I've got um, in my traditional way of annoying you, I've I've gone for Greek mythology this time. <laughs> so there's no Latin, um, and in fact there are no words, but it's. It's essentially a tattoo from the Iliad, so Homer's Iliad, which um, for the for younger viewers, uh, that was uh, the Trojan War, the account of the Trojan War. Uh, so I have a Spartan warrior, um, a um, a beautiful woman, Helen of Sparta or Helen of Troy, depending on your point of view. Uh, there's a little wooden horse in there. Um, that that type of feel, and obviously once it's all healed and lovely i shall probably post it in various and sundry places but for the moment it's quite red uh there's quite a lot of black still leaking out of it uh and it's a wee bit sore but lovely that's what happens when you get a tattoo if wow kill cool. uh, i've been playing with notes um after our discussion last week i a writer i've gone around to changing the font on it because the font that was in it looked well, something. Yeah, the default font is a bit sort of yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a bit workmanlike, isn't it? It's it's not Comic Sans, but um, it's it's got the vibe to it. Uh, but I I spent some time figuring out a better font, and it seems to work not too bad. Um, pros and cons about it: the Markdown file I repurposed a test Markdown file, and have to go in manually rechange the name of it, which is a bit of a pain, but. Um, yeah, I, I haven't voted with my money yet, so it's still all subject to change, but uh, my computer has a lot more writing gaps on it after our conversation last week, and that seems to be the one that I think might stick, but uh, we'll, we'll see when I have to throw money at it, how, how sticky it really is. For sure, indeed, yep. All right, what's your tool of the week? Uh, my tool of the week, the, the Mediterranean, or living in the Mediterranean, or at least adjacent to it. So uh, uh, we've sort of brushed around this before, but I have a, a corporate role for a client. So uh, it's somebody I used to work with back in the 1990s. Uh, they are in a, in a business that I know pretty well, um, that I used to be heavily involved in, and they need a um, European subsidiary uh, by European, I mean within the EU, so that they, oh, oh, this gets really boring, but so that they can do MIFID trades. If you don't know what MIFID trades are, don't try and find out, you don't care. Um, and so we're setting up a separate company, have been for a very long time, 
and that will be a registered and licensed by the Central Bank of Cyprus. It's all terribly grown up and serious. Uh, and I will be the CEO. Now, I don't expect that I'm going to have to do an awful lot of work, um, but I will need to just obviously make sure that we do everything legally. It's kind of important. Uh, and so I needed a good boy certificate, we call them. Um, I think what it is is a, uh, a police certificate of no criminal record. That's essentially what it is. Now, I've only been in Cyprus five years or so, but it's it's the last five years they're most interested in. Uh, so the way it works, the way it works in Cyprus is brilliant. So I, I went online thinking, okay, I'm sure I have to fill in some paperwork and give them some money and then they'll send me a certificate saying, well, he might be a crook, but we've never arrested him. Um, which is how it works in the UK pretty much. But uh, no, 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 no. Here you have to uh, go down in person to the district police office. So that means there are maybe five on the island. You have to take um, a form that you complete. You have to take your ID and your alien registration. I am, in fact, a registered alien. Um, and copies of all of that. Um, and if you go without copies, then the police person standing or sitting right in front of the copy machine will say, no, we don't have a copy machine. Um, and you have to go to the local copy shop and, and pay them. Uh, there must be some sort of um, uh, backsheesh is what the Indians would call it. But there's some sort of, you know, backhanders going on there. Um, but anyway, I, I'd read the, the terms and conditions. So I had my copies, which put me um, you know, in the Premier League of people in this queue. Um, and there's a sort of COVID concern again. So uh, there's a queue inside the office, which is limited to a certain amount of people, and then a queue outside of the office, which is uh, uh, another set of people. Um, and then you, you know, keep your elbows sharp, keep your wits about you. Um, I didn't, well, there was one old lady I had to karate chop, but generally speaking, I didn't need to hurt anybody too badly. Uh, managed to get in after about 30, 40 minutes. Um, and then at the end of the process, you hand over the cash and you get a post-it with a stamp on it. Boom. A post-it? And I said, what's that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a square of paper the size of a post-it. Bang. And she handed it to me. I said, what's that? She said, we'll call you. Okay, you'll call me what? She said, no, we will call you in three or four days and you can come down and pick up your certificate. Ah. I said, I said that's great. Um, you guys, honestly, next time you have a big meeting, you need to get together and have a little chat about this thing called the internet, uh, email. Really, honestly, you're going to love it. It's going to change the way you live. But anyway, thanks. Uh, and then got out of there before she arrested me. But yeah, that was um, that was an interesting way to spend the morning. Wow, Stu. You, you live like, such a productive life. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> what about you? What's your tool of the week? Mine was actually somewhat simple. I got out of the office the other day. Um, this time of year in, well, probably most of North America at least, uh, we have to do some mailing of tax forms. So I had to get all that stuff together. And then I went to the post office in the middle of a day. Oh, wow. You know how infrequently I actually leave the house, uh, especially during sort of a work day. Um, I got to meet a... Lovely lady who unfortunately had fallen over oh. um, while she'd hit her head and her knees. And uh, uh, I gave her a, a hand up, put her in a car, looked after her little puppy, Tonka, the toy poodle, Tonka toy. 
Um, he was so cute. He was so happy. Giving me big kisses. Um, made me feel good looking after her and making sure she was okay and making sure she got a ride home. And um, yeah, human interaction makes one feel good. Who knew that, Stu? <laughs> oh, dear, the sociopath retreats. And 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 nice Justin is coming out. If if this keeps up, you're gonna start you're gonna start liking things. Oh, never, never. Um, no, I'm making up for that. <laughs> I'm I'm going out camping this weekend because that was uh, I think my annual budget of human interaction <laughs> with strangers. It's about all I do, you know. But yeah, um, it's it's kind of interesting to get out, and it was a sunny day, so it was nice. Oh, that helps. I could almost um, do that more regularly, maybe. Maybe even take a laptop and go to a coffee shop. Oh, we only have one. And I think it's closed for renovations. Never mind. Back to the usual. Go to a bar. Go to much more fun after about half an hour. You give up working entirely. Oh, the bars out here are, um, well, um, we don't have a traditional bar like you would have in the city. Uh, we have... Well, I guess they'd be called pubs, but they're more like restaurant pubs. <laughs> and uh, there's the legion that you have to be a member of. And if you go there, well, that's hardcore drinkers. That's day drinking stew. That's uh, the place. Get in there with your laptop. I'm here to do some work. Oh, hang on. Go on. I'll have one. I don't know. Day drinking, once I start, I that could be a bad thing for me. <laughs> Perhaps that is, yes. Don't do that, kids. We're only joking. We wouldn't dream of day drinking much anymore. No, no. Some days it's tough, you know. My bar is 12, 15 steps away from where I sit. Um, yeah, day drinking is an option on those really frustrating days where you actually talk to people. <laughs> I try not to do it, though. All right, Stu, uh, besides day drinking, what's your pen and ink of the week? Anything new? Uh, well, I mean, in terms of actual usage, it's all very dull. Um Nothing has changed. Um, my sort of primary is the M805 Stelisaman with Montblanc Midnight Blue in it. Uh, big grown-up pen, lovely. Um, I have just changed notebooks. So my uh, sort of my daily driver, if, if you want to call it that, is a Lamy uh, soft cover notebook, which is absolutely beautiful with fountain pens. Uh, it's got a weird ruling. Um, but if you haven't tried Lamy notebooks, uh, do. They are really, really good. Uh, so I'm uh, enjoying that. I've still got my Sailor 1911 is my sort of, you know, highlighter pen at the moment. It doesn't have a highlighter or ink in it. It's got a, a Moblon manganese orange in it, which is lovely. Uh, and then just before we recorded, I was tempted by cult pens, sent their newsletter out and their uh, deals of the week. Um and well, you know, one click leads to another. So uh, there is a an M six oh five on its way to me uh, with a with a medium nib. Oh, not abroad, I hear. Yes, uh, a medium nib. This is going to be, I think, a more um, I don't know, a, a more daily drivery one. The the big broad nibs are lovely, but you do have to write big. Uh, you do have to be careful with the amount of ink that you're putting down on a page. So um, I'm slowly building up my uh my stock of medium nibs who knows i may even end up at fine one day uh but this one is a it's it's a special edition i think maybe from a year or two ago um and it's been uh, reduced in price 
which is always the way to get my attention. That brings out the Scot in me. So um, I won't do the conversion, but from euros, it was the RRP is 520 uh, and the reduced price was 350. So, you know, that's what's that, a third off. Um, that was enough to, to grab my attention. It's green and white, uh, which I suspect is maybe why it didn't sell terribly well. I'm not sure. Um, if I have any allegiance to a football team, um, and uh, well, this is quite niche, but uh, anybody Scottish will understand what this means. Um, green and white is kind of uh, the colour that I would I would go for. So uh, that is on its way to me. And well, kelp pens being kelp pens, it will probably be here sort of by breakfast. Um, they really don't muck about with shipping. Uh, and I got some some nice Edelstein inks to go with it so uh they do two greens in the edelstein i got both very nice i'm just looking at this now lovely who is this uh mythical team that you made a reference to that nobody who listens to our podcast will have any clue what you're talking about <laughs> well uh in in scotland um most people in scotland have two football teams that they support one from uh you know close to where they live their sort of local side and then there are two, um, shall we say, elevated teams in Scotland who, um, you know, have sort of played in Europe and have uh, big track records. One is, uh, they're both Glasgow teams. One is uh, Rangers and the other is Celtic. Rangers are um, very dark blue. They uh, always wear blue. Um, Celtic always wear green and white. And then I suppose the most important distinction, certainly for people who live in uh, that part of the world, is that Celtic is Catholic and Rangers is Protestant. Ah, <laughs> things that one has never knew. Yeah. I, I just don't put football and religion in the same discussion. Well, in Scotland, in Scotland, they are very, very, very much in the same conversation. Most uh, right-thinking Scots um, don't give this any truck but um these games certainly in the past have been packed with uh violence um very much sectarian um abuse uh they 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 can be pretty horrible the the rivalry and it goes into all sorts of socio-economic things um the 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 catholic side of scotland is mostly irish immigrants so um there was a whole sort of immigration battle uh, all the things that people are experiencing now have been going on all around europe for hundreds and hundreds of years but yeah it used to be a huge thing i mean i would probably play it down now uh in we used to say that in northern ireland they they sort of sorted out their uh differences with guns and in scotland we did it with football um and then you know broken bottles and but you, you don't want to end up in the wrong end so uh if you were wearing a green and white shirt and you turned up at at the Rangers ground, you would be very, very frightened. Wow. And we're talking about a relatively civilized country here. I mean, I know they paint their face and wear a skirt and all that stuff, <laughs> but um, wow, I never knew that was such a thing. <laughs> well, to pick it another, another huge cliche and grievance, uh, Edinburgh is very civilized. Uh, Glasgow, well, not so much. There we go. Now I've really got myself in trouble. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a huge sort of thing so everybody in my family my family um, my scottish family are predominantly from the edinburgh side which is the eastern side of scotland 
And so the same uh, rivalry, by the way, exists in Edinburgh. So you have two football teams. You have uh, Hearts, which is Heart of Midlothian. Uh, they are um, Protestant. And you have Hibs, which is Hibernian, and they are Catholic. Um, uh, but there's less violence at those. <laughs> and so most of my family are Hibs fans. One or two of them are Celtic fans. And I always followed Celtic as, as a youngster. They, and there is our diversion over stuff that A, you never knew, and B, you never <laughs> needed to know. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're in Scotland, it's worth knowing. It might come in handy, you never know, uh, if you're ever visiting. Mm. But yeah, it's a, it's a lovely looking pen. Um, I have lots of friends um, <laughs> who support Rangers who would find this pen very difficult to put in their collection, I suspect. Wow. Whereas I have lots of blue pens, so there you go. Wow. I didn't even think you liked soccer. <laughs> I thought you were a rugby guy. I am, but it's not a matter of liking it. Uh, if you're Scottish, you are one or the other. Okay, <laughs> you, you are Celtic, you are Rangers. When my um, father and mother met and uh, decided to get married, because they met in, um, here we go, we're going on a world tangent. They met in Aden, which is, uh, well, it's now the second city of Yemen. Uh, so Houthi rebels firing firing missiles and stuff, that place, that's where my parents met. They were both serving in um, the Air Force, the Royal Air Force. And my dad uh, comes from Irish stock uh, in Scotland, and my mum comes from uh, sort of English Welsh stock uh, from England. And when... Uh, they sort of announced that they were getting married to my father's family, one... He was marrying an English woman, uh, which is not really something that, that was necessarily uh, well thought of at the time. And two, my mother was Protestant. So uh, my mother became a Catholic to marry my father um, as a sort of concession to the family. Um, and then because of the sort of Air Force and I suppose, you know, the, the politics of family there was a sort of my scottish family was largely unknown to me for most of my my upbringing um and you know all of that stuff we all sort of laugh at it now and you know i don't for a second i wouldn't hold anything against anybody for being a rangers fan or being protestant i mean i'm just completely not interested in any of this stuff um but you know it it, it, it does exist it is real <laughs> and um it's it's not gone away entirely um and if you a, a quick google of ranger celtic you will you'll see the stuff that goes on see i am so ignorant of this stuff that i i'm not going to go there in the spirit of not getting cancelled but i was going to actually ask what the difference between a protestant and a catholic is i mean i know the two hate each other but <laughs> i kind of thought they were all into the same god but you know uh, these <laughs> I, well, they these, are. These religions just get confusing. I don't know. We're, oh, we're not going to go honest, there. We'll talk pens, too. Let's go and talk pens. We could, we could do the Reformation. I mean, I, I've got all this stuff, damn it. No, okay. We'll leave it to another time. Uh, but the pen is absolutely lovely, I think. I hope. I like the look of it, and it will be with me soon. And do, did I need it? Certainly not. But uh, did I want it? Well, yeah, kind of. What about you? What are you using? Boy, I can't even remember anymore. No, uh, I killed off four pens this week. Oof, good man. The interesting thing when you rotate your pens every day, when you're writing every day, is that all of a sudden, 
every pen dies at the same time. Sure. Which is interesting. Apart from the Twisby, which we know has three and a half gallons of yeah. ink in it because <laughs> Exactly. Will last till next year. Everything else ran out. Every all the cartridge converter pens that I was running. And it was funny because I don't know if if you get this. Most frustrating thing, it runs out in the middle of a word. There is no notice. Oh, always. There is no, you know, oh, it's sputtering a bit up. Oh, give it a shake, you know. No, just boom, stops. One minute it's running, the next it doesn't. Unscrew it, take a look. Ah, that would be why there is no ink left. Um, design flaw, design advantage. I mean, it, it, it writes till the very end when there's nothing left to write. So it's impressive. Uh, but uh, I had that wonderful moment of going to my sink and A, trying to avoid the wrath of Mrs. T by not getting ink anywhere and B, cleaning out four pens. Uh, so I got, I've got some new ink this week, Stu. I, I Excellent. didn't ink up everything, but I inked up my Visconti Homo Sapiens fountain pen in Bronze Age. Mm -hmm. uh, and I put uh, a diamine in there, which is a little dry for it honestly it's uh more dry than i was expecting it's the diamine chocolate brown because brown is a color of ink that i just don't use enough and when i do it's like oh that's lovely hmm. yeah i agree with that uh and then i also inked up my uh leonardo momento zero grande uh now this is a bigger version of the momento zero that is actually a piston filler the regular Memento Zero is a standard cartridge converter. Okay. This one is just a little bit bigger. Uh, it's a lot nicer because it's a, it's the the big boy piston. Uh, and I put in uh, Platinum Classic Cassie Black. I'm not sure if you've used that. It's an iron gall. Okay. No, I haven't. No. Uh, so this is really cool. An iron gall ink actually ages on the pen or on the paper. Oh, right. Okay. So this starts out as well, sort of a, uh, a raspberry color. And as it dries and ages, it turns darker and darker black, which is just really, really funny. It's also waterproof. I think it's fireproof. Even these iron gall inks. I mean, this is the stuff that, that doesn't go anywhere. This is, pretty heavy duty stuff, but, uh, lots of fun. I'm enjoying that one. Uh, I love writing with the iron gall that, uh, just gives it a, a little bit, a little bit of, well, fun on the page because, you know, if you're in the middle of a thought and you go back and you dot an I or cross a T all of a sudden it's five shades lighter, which is just lots of fun. Mm. Um, I've still got my platinum going, uh, and well, that, all. I'm just I'm just gonna pin that in the show notes too because that uh, diamine best wishes and closing thoughts. I'll be writing with that until Christmas, till its anniversary. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like a fun day out. Yeah, I I really enjoy picking new ink, and I probably have room for one more pen that I haven't decided what it's going to be or what color ink it's going to be. I don't have an orange show. There may be an orange coming up. We shall see. Mm. All right. Let's get on to our topic. Stu, podcasting, Apple 2024 hardware. I mean, we got to go there, don't we? Uh, yeah. We got to go yeah. there. Yeah. 
Well, we we haven't really. I mean, uh, it's stationary adjacent. It's not that stationary adjacent at all, is it? But as you say, it is everywhere at the moment. The the chat um, about the Apple Vision Pro, and apparently, if you call it anything else, you get shot by Apple. Um, which, as we record, I think their first sort of you know normal people. Uh, well, when I say normal people, those that got themselves at the front of the queue will be picking up their their uh, hardware tomorrow, I think, isn't it? That is correct, Friday yeah. the second. Yep. Um, and then they are going to, um, well, I suppose you might say bore us uh, senseless by talking about it. Oh, they already have for two weeks since the ordering came out, Stu. <laughs> Jeez, Murphy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I know both of us have sort of amended and adjusted our podcast feeds um, over the last sort of three or four months. Uh, so I have far fewer um, <laughs> Apple tech podcast feeds now. So um, I haven't heard so much of it. I haven't heard um, uh, ATP this week either, but I, I'm guessing that that'll be all about it too. I listened to about 10 minutes of last night. Guess what it was on? Yeah, well, uh, I mean... Two of them are getting them. Obviously, Syracuse is just going, well, you know, I'll, I'll look at somebody else's. Uh, I, I get that whole Syracuse vibe. <laughs> it's just... Um, so, I, I mean, before we actually get on to why we're talking about this, which actually doesn't have a lot with the Vision Pro, hmm. um, what do you think? Are you, are you interested in this Vision Pro? Is it going to change the world in the way that a touchscreen piece of glass... The, iP the iPhone, when it came out, has over time? Or is it just a novelty, do you think? Um, I, you know, I think it's probably neither of those things. I think it's, a, it's, it's part of a journey where um, Apple's vision and everybody else's vision is to make computing more invasive or more integrated, depending on your point of view. Um, you know, we, we all used to work, well, Justin and I and anybody else old listening to the podcast used to work at things called desks and in offices and we used computers. Um, and the whole idea of I can just sit on my couch and do all of my work on a handheld device was, you know, science fiction fantasy to us or nightmare even. Um, and I suspect probably nightmare is where it's ended up being for a lot of people. Uh, but that sort of whole evolution of, mobile phones for a start and then mobile computers started a bit like this i mean my first mobile phone was we had one in the company uh and we were in well i was in hungary at the time and uh so the big boss had the the mobile phone i was number two uh, so i got the mobile phone at the weekend i.e <laughs> you're on call fat boy have that um and, you know, passing it over to me, he couldn't throw it to me. This is something that had to be done hand to hand because it weighed about the size of a small car. Um, and, you know, it was much heavier than a briefcase. Let's put it that way. You, you wouldn't really want to be carrying it around. And yet lot of, lot of, lots of us did. You go to the restaurant with this massive thing down next to you. Uh, the signal only worked if you were held the phone over your head, which in itself was a sort of shoulder press bodybuilding test. Um, and you know, they were, they were awful. They were not practical at all. What year would that have been, Stu? Oh, that would have been 93, 94, I guess, something like that. Okay. Um, and 
you know, they, they emerged from the car phone. First of all, it was the car phone. Then it became the mobile phone. And because we're a financial services and um, we had branches, the idea that, you know, one of us could be on call uh, was, was, was just incredible. Uh, and then after about two weekends of this, I said, I'll tell you what, you keep that. I've bought this thing called a pager <laughs> and it's great and it sits on my belt and if there's a problem people could do that and i just go to a public phone and phone them but anyway um so i think vision pro is like that it's it's part of this journey towards spatial computing uh which uh whatever that tv thing with tom not tv the movie with tom cruise um you know all the screens in front of you and you're controlling them with gestures now that's i guess is where everybody thinks we're going um and you know, Apple employs some really, really smart people and all these other tech firms employ really, really smart people. So I'm guessing that that's the direction of travel. Uh, is it going to be a huge success? I don't know. I, I would imagine so. Um, the thing that I sort of balance against that is that, and this is why I find listening to tech podcasts really hard now, is that um, a, a lot of people seem to ignore the fact that Apple doesn't care about computers and never has. Apple cares about money. Apple is a money-making machine. And if we all have iPhones that we don't want to update every year, they've got to find something else to sell us. And it really is that simple. Um, and so I balance those two motivations of, okay, this is going to be the new computer paradigm. This is how everybody's going to work. And isn't that exciting? Versus... But also, please buy all our crap because our, our shareholders insist that we grow. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm really positive. I'm really excited to see what happens, um, but excited from my own armchair without any real desire to go and try one um, or to expect anything within the next, I don't know, three, four, five years that would tempt me to buy one. Uh, and now in true casey uh style, I'll say, <laughs> so that's me buying one next year. Ho, ho, ho. Isn't that funny? Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to change. Computing is changing. The interface is changing. But there are still challenges there. Um, you know, how do you type? How do you actually do any work? Um, you know, uh, at the moment, it looks like um, applications like watching porn are going to be a huge success but I'm not quite sure how it's going to be good for your Excel sheets. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line at the moment. I can see all the entertainment um, sort of ramifications that, you know, 3D TV, I guess, might work. 3D movies might work after, you know, 36 attempts at making them work before. <laughs> um, that's broadly where I am with it. I mean, I think you're even less enamored with it, aren't you? I certainly am. I mean, I can't remember the last time I turned on my iPad, which is a consumption device. Um, and I just look at this as a consumption device too. Uh, I have no interest in it. And luckily I am, well, uh, about four and a half hours away from the nearest Apple store. So uh, going and testing this, even when it comes to Canada later this year, isn't going to tempt me at all because I, I won't get there. Um, I just, I don't get it. Um, I, I see it as a toy. Uh, I see my own attempts to get an iPad in my life. The only good thing about the iPad is that it is cellular connected. 
uh, and you can do a little bit of work when you're remote. But, you know, given by my earlier comment that I was actually amazed that I went into town, um, I will stick with a proper computer. I'm also spoiled because, well, I do have this wonderful display that uh, I absolutely am still in love with. And yes, I could have got probably two Apple um, headsets for the price of the display, but that's okay. I like my display. It doesn't sit on my head. Uh, it's not heavy. I can look at it all day long without uh, feeling any fatigue. And I don't have to, I can, I can get up and walk away. I'm not tethered into a plug or with this mm -hmm. awkward little battery. Um, I, I know this is the first version. I, I'm not yet seeing a good use case on it. I watched a video on it last night, actually, a review, The Verge, um, Neil Patel. Mm -hmm. did a very good um, review, the pros and the cons, and uh, did nothing to convince me this was something that I was interested in. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, this focal length and trying to get all that dialed in mm -hmm. uh, with glasses and inserts. Sure. That's just more hassle than it's really worth. You know, there's something that, uh, you know, even if I buy something and it lasts for more than a year, two years at the tops, um, it's it's gonna get aged because well my eyes are getting old and they change every year, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Well, we'll see, Stu. But uh, I, I have very little interest in it. I don't see the new paradigm on it. I I imagine you know those YouTube videos that you see of people playing games and walking into things and smashing you know their TVs and their houses. Um, I could see me doing that very easily. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just to. Just to control windows and have a uh, less productive experience. I'm not sure I've got it yet, but that's okay. Uh, we will we will pass on that. If if any of our listeners is in line tomorrow, a good luck with it, and b let us know what you think because maybe there's something that I just haven't seen yet. You know, from from the reviews and sure. all the podcasts that I've heard, there's no killer application for me other than it's something to talk about on a podcast. I mean, some of the things that, you know, sort of, I, I guess, kind of amuse me about, about the whole thing is that I look at some of Apple's decisions over the last, let's say, 10 years. Um, so if we take Apple Vision Pro as, as being in place now, what, what, what are the real issues for people like us? You know, people are thinking, okay, how can I use this in my, in my work or in my daily life? All right. Uh, would this be good for a, for a sort of FaceTime call or a conference? Yeah. Okay. I can kind of see that might work. Um, presumably you'd have, you know, the option to see everybody as an avatar or see their pictures in front of you in a traditional way. I don't know. It might be fun. Um, but for actual worky work, don't see much. And one of the problems with that is interface. You know, how do you interface with, you know, this machine to get it to do stuff? Because typing in the air, well, that's a bit odd. Um, typing on a keyboard, well, you can do that without a big thing in front of your face. Mm. Oh, I know, voice control. Well, it's good news that Apple's so good at that. Oh, hang on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a voice assistant that at best works 75% of the time and mostly gives you the wrong answers. Well, what about AI? That would be, oh, hmm, yeah. I mean, anybody that's got HomePods, 
and tries to control anything within their their sort of home setup knows that crap at this to the extent that they're being outdone by Amazon, which is a supermarket, mm. the biggest company in the world, Apple, the, the the cutting edge of IT cannot make a voice assistant that works. And Amazon certainly can. <laughs> it was announcing the weather to us while <laughs> Stu and I were chatting pre-show. Well, the thing is, I mean, Amazon's um, sort of kit is broadly what I'd expect Amazon's kits to be, cheap and pretty crap. Apple's is worse and a lot more expensive. Yep. Mm. I Actually, I hate to say it. They're not that crap. They're, the um, Amazon Echoes mm -hmm. are really good. Yeah, I, have, sure. I have them all over the house. And Mrs. T listens to it all the time. We've got the big TV up there. So we've got the big surround system uh, that kicks some serious, serious uh, music out. But uh, when she's up there, she quite often just listens to background music on sure. on the Amazon Echo. Uh, and the newer quality ones, the round ones, they're even better sounding. You know, I, I mean, if, if you're talking about these HomePod minis, which are roughly the same price, they're about the same quality. There's nothing in it, mm. apart from the fact that one of them works when you talk to it, and the other one... I have to go to my phone and control it to my phone and airplay it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, for when we go out, we put some some stuff on for the dogs. It it understands that command. But if I ask it to play music from my playlist or to go find it, I mean, it's a complete lottery what comes out of it. Now, I've got the big um, pods and I've got the small ones. And they're crap. Okay, the, the sound quality is absolutely fantastic. It just might not be playing anything you've ever heard of because it just plays pretty much random stuff. Um, and then there's dropouts. Yeah, all of those things. Uh, just as a passing point, if the answer to making Vision Pro uh, a, a really useful tool for work is changing the interface to voice, Apple's nowhere with that. It's, it's screwing itself. You're going to pay a lot of money for this this headset. Try and use voice, and it's just not going to work, which is going to be frustrating for someone who's got three and a half grand's worth of kit uh, slapped onto their face. But the point that you raised earlier um, is, it, it, to me, is what points out the real direction here. People like you and me, uh, we're very fortunate and privileged, you know, acknowledge all of that, but we take our work quite seriously, and we also have... Shiny new thing syndrome. We really like good kit, which is why we're Apple users, I guess. So when Apple bring out a new generation of computers, we look at them, we go, mm, okay, do I need that? Do I need that? You and I have more computing power than we will ever need. And both of us will buy some more computing power in the next couple of years. I mean, it's just, just the way that we roll. We are the perfect Apple customer. And what both of us want, along with everyone else who uses an Apple laptop, is I want a laptop that works wherever I go. If I go down to the beach bar, I connect to their Wi-Fi, boom, I am there. I am the digital nomad. I am doing my thing. I am drinking my pina colada, working away. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, why can't I do that? Well, we're not going to give you a cellular collection. Well, why not? Well, because we can't. Well, yes, you can. You can do it in a phone. You can do it in an iPad. Why wouldn't you do it in a laptop? Well, because then nobody will buy iPads. Apple doesn't care about computing. 
Apple cares about money. And that's the point that I keep wanting to scream and frequently do at all these podcasts where, you know, there are times when I want to grab hold of Casey is getting a lot of this. Sorry, Casey, you seem like a lovely fellow, but there are times you strike me as one of the most naive people on the planet. Why are Apple doing this? Because it makes money, Casey. Even Syracuse gets bored of telling him. And that's the, th the point. Should we get into the whole DRM conversation over what's happening in Europe then? If we want to talk about money, no, we won't go there. We won't. We won't bore anybody. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the, the the reality of the limitations to Apple Kit is is mostly about money. There is no reason that you and I could not go out and buy a super duper MacBook Pro with cellular connection. Why not? See, I throw money at this a whole different way. I just bought myself a satellite internet sure. that I can create my own Wi-Fi wherever I go. Uh -huh. Because I am that kind of nerd. Exactly. But, you know, Apple should be charging you probably a monthly fee to have your cellular laptop, which works through, you know, a combination of everybody's iPhones. Or who knows how it works? But to make that work, there are 20 ways they could do it. But you and I are the customers that would pay good money for that service. And the reason that we do not get it is because they think, well, you know, let's make them buy, a, buy an iPad. Because you've got an iPad that, you know, uh, it lies about the place. I've got an iPad that lies about the place. Oh, no. I, it's just like a Kindle, but not as good, really. <laughs> and it just needs charging. It's a needy Kindle. Um, and that's because both of us use our, our stuff for work. You know, we're not particularly big consumers. All right. That's the stuff that makes me think when, when Apple Vision Pro is, it's this, it's that, it's the... Mm. Primarily, it's a way of getting $3,500 out of my wallet. That's what it is. Mm. And I, I think people would be well advised to remember that. Sure, you want to spend $3,500 so that you can, um, you know, watch videos in 3D or whatever. Yeah, cool. Crack on. But don't think that this is about doing something new and exciting. This is about getting $3,500 out of your wallet. And then in a few years, hey, somebody else would have invented some applications. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not wild that this Apple Vision Pro is a good thing. I've, I think the direction of travel is fairly much declared. Everybody's at this. You know, Apple are not first movers here. Um, and how that then interacts with the, the whole input sort of paradigm and how that act, interacts with the, the AI, and I mean real AI rather than um, large language model stuff. How that's all going to work is interesting to me, but it's certainly not going to get three and a half thousand dollars out of my wallet right now. Though the reason we're talking about this is because Apple did just get a ton of money out of your wallet. I, indeed, they did. So, um, my uh, well, regular listeners will know that I've always sort of been a bit of a whinger and whiner. I like the mini, the iPhone mini, because I want a phone that's phone sized. Uh, partly that's because I spend most of my life in shorts because I live in a hot country. Um, and I don't particularly want more and more stuff weighing down my pockets. Um, and partly that was because I didn't want my phone to be so engaging that I forgot that I lived in a beautiful part of the world. And I forgot that I was sitting around with beautiful people and spent my time looking at the phone, uh, which is what, well, 
you know, go and look at the young people out there. There's a lot of this going on. Uh, so I was a big fan and I resisted moving away from my uh, 13 Mini. I had the last Mini. Um, and it was fine while I was, um, while I was living my best just in life, I not leaving the house. Mm. So I could go from, I could go from my office in the basement or, you know, my walk-in, walk-in basement, is that the right term? I think, um, upstairs. And, uh, obviously I would lose about 25% charge in that time. Uh, but I would have a charger upstairs. So it'd be okay. The battery was just small and on the occasions when I didn't have to fly somewhere or do something, I would put a little piggyback battery on it. Um, but even then, by the end of the day, if I've been traveling and not, not able to get to a charger, it just, it's running out. And, you know, if you're using it as your, you know, satellite <laughs> navigation device, if you're using it for all of your connectivity, if you, it, it's a pain to, to be phoneless. So I bit the bullet and went to buy a new uh, phone, went with a reasonably open mind, thinking, okay, as I understand it, the 15, the differentiation between uh, the pros and the, the normal is, you know, it's reasonably measurable. You can look at the, the differentiation there and the difference between the, um, the dinner plate and the side plate in the, in the pro line. So uh, the massive phone or the humongous phone is the camera is the zoom um so i had a little look at them all had a play around with them and eventually got myself uh the top thing the the dinner plate uh so what, what would you call that that's an apple i uh, no, iphone 15 pro max there you go oh you went to all the big ones i went to all the big ones and because of where i live um yeah some people um you know, ordering from Apple, for example, you, you get to choose your your memory size. Not so much when you're using a reseller uh, on an island with an ex exclusive distribution contract. We have got this and we have got that. Which would you like? Right. Okay. So um, I got a bigger one than I would need. I usually buy a 256 um, and don't get anywhere near filling that. Um, but I, I now have a 512. Um, oh, so I can, I, I don't know what I can carry in that. I was just, another way, getting a couple more hundred dollars out of me. Um, and while I was at it, um, I thought, well, I've been umming and ahhing about um, the the watch, the Ultra. Um, Justin loved his and then fell out of love with it. Uh, TJ loves his. Um, but generally speaking, the sort of reviews are quite positive. Uh, so let's have a look at this. I'll, I'll sort of trade up. I was on an Apple Watch 6. Um, and so I traded that up to the Ultra 2. Um, again, the old reseller thing was, okay, I would like it with, um, I can't remember the names of the straps, but I would like the hiking strap um, on, on that one, please. Uh, no, we don't have that. Cool. Uh, well, maybe I would go for the uh, the ocean strap. Maybe I could have that and I'll have that in, a, in that nice blue. You don't have that. Okay, let's, Stavros, let's, let's cut to the chase here. What have you got? Uh, you can have ocean in white. Cool. I will have ocean in white. And do you have extra straps? Yes. Great. Can I buy a hiking strap in blue? Yes. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Um, so all that apart, I got what I wanted. I have to say the straps leave me somewhat underwhelmed. Uh, so 
have you seen the hiking strap justin have you have you played with one of those uh i would have to look it up to remember which one it was it's the one that sort of it's got a little metal hook into into a sort of uh, a round of loose that's the one that i use i've got the orange one of those okay right cool so um it's uh, essentially the way that the ultra works to those that don't have one it's it's quite a sort of big brick um it's fatter than the than than most watches i would say and certainly than the the apple watches i'm just putting mine on again um and then the strap is kind of elasticated in such a way as that you you have to do it quite tight if you want this thing to sort of stay in a static position on your wrist there's a you know it, it's 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 quite a flimsy strap for quite a big watch um i'm not wild about the way that looks aesthetically i've got to be honest uh the ocean one um i've i've broken into safes that have been easier to put that thing on and off um just obviously stop it i'm i'm going to put aside a couple of hours to go and play with it at some point but uh, I'm not enamored with that strap at all. Um, and I don't really go diving. I mean, I swim, but I don't dive. So I'm not sure I really need one. Um, but I have a feeling that I may be going to um, that company that sort of does all the Apple stuff, but better. What are they called? Oh, Amazon. Um, and I'm buying myself some straps there and experimenting a bit. Mm. I have the trail loop as well, which is the, the hiking one, which is just, it's a Velcro one it's not bad it's it's much easier to put on than the alpine loop i'm just googling their official names that's it alpine loop that's the one yeah the trail loop um i i hate the um uh the velcro thing it just never feels very safe to me and uh when i spoke to the guy about um sweat because i did quite a lot of sweating he went mm, no you probably don't want one of those uh, okay, okay. Cool. i i don't mind it uh i do like the color of the alpine loop um I have other issues with this that we'll probably talk about in a bit, but uh, yeah, it's bands are different. Uh, you can use any of your other bands. I haven't tried it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure what they would look like. Probably somewhat awkward holding this, well, big piece of metal onto your, onto your wrist, but uh, I'm sure that's an option for you as well, Stu. Yeah. Yeah, no, indeed. I mean, I think, um, just before, obviously in true sort of Stuart saving fashion, just before I changed watch, I bought a strap for the old one, uh, you know, an old fashioned, well, what I would call an old fashioned metal strap that you might find on, a, I don't know, a Seiko or an Omega um, with the sort of uh, double click release, these sort of cantilevers open. Um, and TJ has one of those that he uses on his uh, Ultra and, and swears by it. It's titanium colored, certainly it matches well. Uh, so yeah, I might give one of those a look or pick them up on Amazon for not very much. Um, but yeah, it's in terms of functionality, I love the watch. It's better for my eyes because it's bigger, it's brighter. Um, the battery is, you know, altogether more practical. I mean, a watch that runs out sort of at the end of the day, which is what the 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 old Apple watch was doing for me. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's a lot of charging that you need to do. Um, and again, if I was traveling anywhere or, you know, when I was doing the Camino and, you know, when you're sort of outside of your normal charging environments where you've got charges dotted around the place, um, it was, it was going down. I was going down onto sort of battery power saving all the time. Whereas the ultra, 
um, seems to go on for forever, which is great. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, it it's brought the watch back into being something sort of usable for me, which it wasn't really before. It was just a kind of notifications device. Mm. Um, so it works for you, no problem. Your tattoos don't come that far down your wrists yet, right? Uh, a yes, I don't have any uh, under it. Um, and B, the guy, the guy in the shop, because I, I, you know, I was mindful of it. I said, you know, I've got a friend who's having real problems with uh, with ultra because of a tattoo. Um, and this guy was tattooed from head to foot, and he sort of showed me one of them. It works perfectly well for me. So I don't know whether it's you've got special ink, special blood, um, or just a duff watch. I've got no idea what's going on with you. Why work with him and not with you is mysterious to me. Uh, probably because I've got uh, dark black right under where the sensors sit on that wrist. Mm. It works perfectly on my dominant hand. But okay. it, it feels awkward as hell. Um, a big, sure. a big heavy watch on a hand that, you know, I've got fifty some odd years of wearing a watch on, on my left wrist, yeah. uh, and putting on my right wrist uh, is a disaster because I smash it into every every <laughs> cupboard that I reach into, every fridge. Yeah, it just gets in the way, and it feels uncomfortable. It feels, you know, feels there's weird. a reason I like to wear it a particular way. Yeah, I mean, I have to wear mine higher up my wrist than I would normally wear it because um, if I'm playing golf, um, you, you break your wrist when you're when you're swinging a golf club. Um, and whichever orientation I put the watch on my, my wrist, where it would naturally sit for me, where I would normally wear a watch, um, I was setting off all sorts of segments and timers and actions, and um, it was really, really annoying. Uh, and the solution was just to wear it a little bit higher, which is where they recommend you wear it anyway. But um, I got around that aesthetically by I also wear now a bracelet on that wrist. So I have a bracelet sort of closer to my wrist and uh, I watch a little bit higher up my arm, which is, you know, it's a compromise that I'd rather not have made, but uh, it makes it work for me. And that's a question, isn't it? About both of these, your new phone and your new watch. Do you find that compromises? Are you in love with these phones the way and watches the way you were with Apple Tech before? Uh, well, I think the phone uh, as is um, was, you know, certainly the, the last straw for my iPad because, I mean, it's effectively an iPad as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's comfortable for me to, you know, to read a newsletter on or something, which is what I was using iPad for before. Um, so. I like the the enhanced performance. You know, it's still an iPhone, but it does all the things that iPhone used to do. Uh, just that little bit better, that little bit faster. Uh, people are making nice apps for it. It's great. Is it, um, you know, groundbreaking? Is it exciting? No. Uh, is, the, is the size great? Uh, okay, well, the, the compromise I've made is I now carry a purse. There you go. I have a little over-the-shoulder bag. Um, I suppose I could wear it crossbody as well. Oh, man purse. Yeah, exactly. So I put in, uh, the telephone goes in one of the pockets on its own so I don't scratch it to death. And then keys and all that sort of nonsense and a notebook and uh, my Kindle if I'm you know going somewhere where I might want to read. So that, again, is a compromise. In fairness, lots of people do that in this part of the, the world because it is, um, it is quite hot and you don't have that many pockets and shorts. Um, so... Yeah, it's, the, it's not something that I was particularly excited about. I wanted the battery. 
Um, the screen brightness is is great. Uh, the the ability to sort of uh, amend and adjust the size is great, uh, and the sort of sort of functionality of it is, I suppose, smoother. I would say it's a smoother experience than the 13. But no, it's just it's just a new phone. It's not exciting, and that's I guess why they're pushing things like Vision Pro and stuff is because. You know, it's been a long time since they they blew anybody's mind. You know, the the watch was a was a a great success in a way that they didn't see coming, uh, and took you know several years to actually materialize. I guess that with the same with Vision Pro, um, but yeah, they're still looking for, and their investors, whoever they are, uh, are also looking for, you know, the new iPhone. What's going to catapult them to more growth and all that good jazz? Mm. Uh, it's, it's a phone, isn't it? Yeah. I, the reason I was asking that is, uh, I've got the 14 pro max and I came from an 11 pro max. The only reason I upgraded is because this is the one that has the satellite, uh, SOS signal in it, Yep. which for me is unfortunately the region I live in. There are, well, I'm, I'm out of cell service regularly. So, you know, that's something that made a difference to me. That was a real reason for me to upgrade it. Other than that, I'm not sure I would have. Um, I actually bought a 15 Pro Max and it, it came in and my wife uh, needed a new phone. She wanted to take my phone and I get the new 15 Pro Max and I looked at it and I had no interest in it. I just gave it to my wife and said, you know what? I'm, I'm good with mine. I don't want to change, um, the, well, silly connector. I know everybody's technorati love this USB-C. Um, I'm already set up with lightning connectors and charging cords in all the places that I need them. Uh, I would either have to take the single USB-C cord that, uh, Apple gives you with a new phone and carry it around with me with the phone or buy USB-C connectors for places that I don't need them. So I would create a ton of waste for no real advantage. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, um, not particularly excited about it. The new focal length of the camera, that's something that threw me off. You don't have a three X camera. I do a lot of filming on my, on my camera and, uh, the jump between native and non-native resolutions was a bit of a turnoff for me as well. Yeah. I mean, I think all fair points. Yeah. So I just, I just couldn't get behind it, even though I had that in my hand as an option, uh, which, you know, younger me, boy, that would not have been something I would have done. I would have dropped everything to try to make that work. The older me just doesn't care anymore. Uh, the ultra, as we've talked about, I have some problems with, with it. I had Apple wouldn't refund it, but they sent me an entirely new watch, which does entirely the same thing. So it's something to do with location and tattoos on particularly that wrist, because it will, will work on the other one. Um, the nice thing about that is when I go out, I've opened up my, uh, watch case and take a nice analog watch with me. So, uh, I very rarely use that. The only time I'll actually dig out the Apple watch now is if I'm going on a workout and even then half the time I forget. So really it is probably one of the most expensive paperweights that I've got, but Hey, 
Ah, well, they brought out a version two. Oh, and version two, the version Stu has, screwed up some of the settings from version one. They upgrade, upgraded all of their software. And if anybody ever has anything like an Apple Watch or a, uh, a HomePod, you never find out until after you put it in what the problems with the new software are. And uh, yeah, the big one is that it tries to be too smart. Oh, it's nighttime. You want this look. It's daytime. You want this. In the old version, that was a setting on the dial that is now does something completely different. So again, they they fixed something for the new generation and broke the old one. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like change. No, I'm getting that distinct impression. You you appear to be aging before my very eyes, Justin. You know, uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, something that I was thinking about. I've been doing that uh, 40 days and 40 nights journaling. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things for me is themes that come up. Judith talked about this in an email that she sent to us that you don't really get a real breakthrough, but what you'll see are themes coming through in your daily journaling. Uh, we've been doing this for 31 days. Today is 32. Um, I see that physical things really mean less to me than they used to. And perhaps that's one of the reasons that I'm not behind the Vision Pro and driving down into the States, uh, because I, I don't need things for the sake of needing things. I look at things now and say, what advantage does this have in my life? Certainly coming from a, a Mini 13 with no battery, I get it for used to. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for me as someone, you know, on either one of these products, I'm looking at them and going, you know, the latest iteration doesn't bring me anything that I need to do that would make a qualitative difference in my life. And I think that's kind of where I'm looking at on this Vision Pro as well. What difference is it going to make in my life and what would it do for me or allow me to do better faster, smarter. And, uh, well, I'm sitting here with my money still in the bank and Apple hasn't got it for a change. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's very wise. Um, yeah, the advantages that I'm taking now from, from the hardware are because I have the, you know, the, uh, the swish phone and the swish watch. I, I actually get to leave my, um, my phone at home more. So I, with my watch, it, I don't have um, cellular per se. It's linked to my phone's cellular, but on the server, not directly, if you see what I mean. So I do effectively have cellular. Um, and that means when I go and take the dogs for a, for a walk, I can go with my, my AirPods and my watch, and I can listen to a podcast, I can listen to Audible, um, I can listen to music, I can make calls, I can receive messages, I don't need a phone for that. Um, and I think that's something that might increasingly be uh, the future, insofar as those of us that still want some sort of voice communication device, and I appreciate there aren't that many of us, um, won't need a mobile computer like an iPhone. Um, we will be able to live with something like a watch and AirPods if you can you know, live with 
having AirPods in all the time, they would the form factor would have to change, et cetera, et cetera. Would they be in the glasses, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, all of that type of stuff. I can see that as a possibility going forward. But for me right now, there's a, a tangible benefit to having that ability just to go for a walk uh, up into the hills with my dogs and I'm still contactable. Um, I can still uh, listen to a podcast if I want to. There's a real plus to that. And the whole battery thing, it doesn't run out. When I walk the Camino next, I won't be desperate to um, get to where we're going because I'm watching my f my uh, watch fade away, lose connectivity, et cetera, et cetera, because I am using it to measure how far I've walked. I'm using it to see, um, you know, sort of be able to plot our route. It, it's a useful thing, but it does need to have battery that is ready to spend a day from six till six away from a charger doing stuff. So there's real advantages. But as you say, there's so much out there now um, that really doesn't offer an advantage. And that's always been true of iPhone, you know, iPhone from one year to the next. Uh, I guess like, like me, your sort of cycle has lengthened. You know, I used to look at buying a new phone every year. Now I look, uh, what have I gone? I've gone 10, 13, 15. Um, and, you know, there, there were some funny numbers after 10. There was the 10R, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I only went 15 because the 13 couldn't cut it in terms of being a mini anymore in, in terms of battery. Otherwise, I would have waited. And I think that's the problem that Apple is facing, is that with people like you and I who are supposed to be the ideal customer, going, mm, not sure I really need to spend another thousand right now. That, that's an issue for a company. They've got to find a way to get that thousand out of our pockets. And they're trying to do it through service lines and all of that sort of good jazz. Um, they're trying to continue to dominate their own platforms so that, you know, if somebody else makes something really cool, they can take a 30% a cut of it. Um, they need to find ways of getting the money out of your pocket and the money out of my pocket. And that's why I look slightly askance at things like Vision Pro and go, okay, as you say, you know, show, show me the benefits. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe we'll both be eating humble pie in 12 months and buying them. But um, I can't say it, but you never know. I'd love to be proved wrong. Um, but I do have the solution. You should have talked to me before you actually dropped, you know, however, however many thousands of dollars on these new uh, pieces of hardware just don't go anywhere Stu. it's fine to stay at home trust me you don't need to talk to anybody <laughs> no, just just justin we we've all tried that for a couple of years mate most of us are now reintegrating this is this last bit that i have hope that a toy poodle may have turned the corner for you and may have convinced you of the need to get out there and uh, and and interact interface again you know what, though, Stu, for me to go into my little, well, town center, what you'd call it, I got to get in the car and I got to drive for 10 minutes. I got to find parking. It is just so much work for so little benefit that it's just like, uh, I can't be bothered. Oh, it's, it's like going down a mine, Justin, isn't it? It's uh, 14 hour days at the coalface uh, driving around a car park for five minutes, honestly. It's, it's, it really is a huge barrier. I wish I was within walking distance of anything social. I, I mean, I'll wait till summer. Uh, in the summer, I can walk down and have a cider, have yeah. a glass of stop, wine. I say stop for a cider and a glass of wine and everything seems better then. Yeah, everything's closed in the winter. I, part of it, winter's out here. 
uh, is pothole season. And sure, that's yeah. just not fun for anyone. Anyway, Stu, we're getting old. So uh, I, I need to go back to bed, apparently, because <laughs> I'm not into tech or anything like that. What are your takeaways? Do you have anything? Well, I've got two. The first one is that we definitely need to uh, touch base on 40 days and 40 nights and your experience of that. Um, I think that'll be uh, really interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts about how all that went. Uh, so we can maybe do that in a week or two. Uh, and two, well, you know, I think with with tech, we're, we're going to be close on this one. Uh, look out for FOMO, folks. <laughs> the stuff that you have is probably plenty. Don't feel that you need to go and buy more things or give Apple more money or buy new pens or any of that stuff. Maybe get out a pen you haven't inked for a while. Play with that. Maybe have a look through your notebook collection. I know you've got one. Is there a notebook in there you want to use? With your phone, why don't you change the wallpapers? Why don't you change all the home screens? Put a few widgets on there. Change them up. You don't necessarily need to go and spend a huge chunk of cash to make your tech a bit more exciting again. Mm, very good. Uh, mine is probably not as... Um... Smartest dudes. I'm just getting old and throwing my toys out of the pram. Not much in tech seems particularly exciting to me, um, but that's just perhaps where I am in life. Uh, you know, as Stu said, avoid FOMO. Find what you need, what it really brings to you, and go with what you need rather than what you want. Flashy and all the rest of that. Um, Stu, of course, you know, just blew his money on a pen instead of uh, new Apple techs. Well, actually, I guess he did it all. So, uh, yes, be more Stu if you want to buy something cool. <laughs> Speaking of being more Stu, where is Stu this week on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at uh, stuartlennon.com, where I'll be, um, I think I'm publishing something this week about uh, all the things that European politicians are doing to annoy me. And there's plenty of those. Um you can find me on Twitter at 4left187, uh, or you can find some really cool stationery at nerosnotes.co.uk on the interweb and all the socials. Um, what about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Uh, JustinTwyford.com is links to everything that I happen to be working on, including this. Please drop us an email if you've got any thoughts, comments, experiences with the new fancy Apple Vision Pro. Uh, stationery Jason at gmail.com oh we don't have a next topic <gasps> oh i don't know well well we'll talk about it maybe it's gonna be 40 days and 40 nights maybe it's gonna be something else you'll have to tune in to find out everybody all right until then goodbye and stay productive yes us <laughs>